0: Wondery Plus subscribers can binge new seasons of American Scandal early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. It's 10.30 p.m. on a cool Monday night in May of 2003. Car pulls up behind a strip mall a few miles from the San Francisco airport. A man in sweatpants and a hoodie roots through a dumpster. One thing that makes the job easier, he's so tall he doesn't have to climb inside. All that trash is within his reach. He tries to work quietly, but the bulging trash bags are awkward to handle. God damn it! The man going through the dumpster isn't homeless. He lives two miles away, but he does this every Monday night. Welcome to the exciting world of being an agent with the IRS Criminal Investigations Unit. Tonight's assignment, dumpster diving. For Special Agent Jeff Nowitzki, this has been his Monday night routine for over a year. Drive to the parking lot of the Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative, otherwise known as BALCO. Snatch the trash bags out of the dumpster. Drive to the empty parking lot of a nearby office park and sort through it all. He knows that BALCO's owner, Victor Conti, has been dealing performance-enhancing drugs. So of a lot of people. But he's not interested in bringing down some small-time dealer. If he can bring down Conti, he'll also bring down some of the biggest names in sports. But he needs hard evidence. So here he is, on another Monday night, going through the garbage. Nowitzki rips open the bags and starts sifting through them. Empty bag syringes, 100 count. Bill, electric, bill, phone. Tonight's expedition yields the usual things. And just like he's done every week, he meticulously catalogs it. Sometimes he wonders what the hell he's doing. He's got a family and kids waiting for him to come home. And here he is in a parking lot, alone, elbow deep in garbage, dreaming of bringing down Victor Conti and all the famous athletes he's supplying with steroids. It takes an hour for Nowitzki to go through tonight's haul. He keeps the items of interest, then stuffs the rest back into the trash bag and throws it into the nearest dumpster. He's almost done when, whoa, in order for a laboratory, blood and urine tests, the kind used to detect steroids. He's found them before. Nowitzki's got a pile of these forms, but the one he's holding in his hand tonight is different. The name on it, Barry Bonds. Dell Tech Fest starts now to thank you for 40 unforgettable years Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Dell.com/deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. That's Dell.com/deals.
1: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card.
0: From Wondery, I'm Lindsey Graham, and this is American Scandal. This is the second episode of our five-part series on a scandal that rocked the sports world to the core. In our last episode, a self taught scientist named Victor Conti founded a supplement company called Balco, offering up specially designed programs to athletes trying to enhance their performance. And Barry Bonds has become the highest paid player in baseball. He's filthy rich. He's got talent. He's got determination. But he hasn't got steroids. Not Barry Bonds. Not yet. This is episode two Gold Medals and Bad Blood. It's August. 1998, and Barry Bonds isn't happy. There are two names dominating baseball, and neither of them is Barry Bonds. Maguire gets revenge. Sammy today. Sosa his with his first game. homer. And you can forget about yes. Sammy Sosa. It's a homer with a man new. on. Two There's home runs today, run to each with a man on. One of the greatest rivalries in the history of baseball is playing out without him. Roger Maris's record of 61 home runs in a season has stood for 36 years. Now, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire are within swinging distance of breaking it. Bonds is fed up, watching what he considers inferior players bask in the spotlight. He is convinced that McGuire is using steroids to help his performance. And he thinks McGuire's corn-fed, all-American looks earn him a pass that he, as a black man would never be afforded. Even when Bonds hits a career milestone with 400 home runs and 400 bases stolen, it's barely news. The Marlins pitcher who threw the ball says, I had no idea. I guess it must have been a pretty big home run for him. And that about sums it up. As each week goes by, Bonds gets more and more angry. On September 8th, McGuire blows past Maris's record with home run number 62. Bonds isn't cheering. In October, Sports Illustrated makes Mark McGuire their cover story with the headline, What a season! Bonds isn't subscribing. In January of 1999, McGuire's 70th home run baseball sells at auction for $3 million, the most ever paid for a sports artifact. Bonds has had enough. Bonds doubles down on his workouts, but he still isn't getting the results he wants. He wants to be bigger, stronger, faster, but he's hit a wall. Then, he reconnects with a childhood friend from his Little League days. Greg Anderson is a trainer at World Gym in Burlingame, just down the road from Balco. World Gym is known as a place where serious bodybuilders train. It's also known as a place where you can buy steroids. And Greg Anderson is the man to see. Bonds already has a team of trainers, the best of the best. But Bonds needs a little something more, and Greg Anderson has it. Anderson is a highly regarded trainer. In fact, he markets himself as the weight guru. Yes, he supplies bonds with steroids. But an athlete doesn't just pop a pill and bulk up. Performance-enhancing drugs build muscle and speed recovery time. But the athlete still has to work out. So Anderson creates a customized routine for bonds. It's brutal. Extremely slow reps. Heavy weights. 15 sets. Several days a week. To a lesser athlete, it would be dangerous. Maybe even lethal. But Bonds is up to the challenge. He has a goal. He's going to prove he's a better player than McGuire, no matter what it takes. Even though they're only a few miles from each other, Victor Conti and Greg Anderson have never met. But they are both dealing performance-enhancing drugs. Anderson gives Bonds what Conti would consider old-school steroids. He starts with a steroid Winstrol, a favorite of bodybuilders for increasing strength. To build muscle mass and speed recovery, he gives them human growth hormones. There's a brisk black market for it in the Bay Area. It's given to people with AIDS to combat weight loss, but some patients are forced to sell it so they can pay their bills. One man's misery is another man's muscle. For Bonds, taking the drugs means he can work out even harder, and the results are shocking. When he shows up for spring training in 1999, his teammates can't believe the transformation. He's put on at least 15 pounds of solid muscle. They start calling him the Incredible Hulk, make jokes about gamma radiation transforming him. What they don't do is ask any questions. When it comes to using performance-enhancing drugs, the ball club follows the same rules made famous by a movie that came out that same year. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Bonds kicks ass, and that's what matters. Greg Anderson now has him on nandrolone and human growth hormone. In the 2000 season, he hits 49 home runs, a career high. The only player ahead of him is Sammy Sosa, with 50. It's an astonishing performance for a 36-year-old. Most players at that age are sliding toward retirement. Bonds is ramping up to the best season of his career. The owner of the Giants is especially happy. Bonds is a huge draw, which fills the seats of the new and very expensive stadium. Screw Maguire. Now it's Bonds who is setting attendance records. Bonds is treated like a king. He gets his own private area in the locker room, and he's allowed to bring his trainers into the clubhouse, which is unusual. But the Giants' management does some checking and finds out that World Gym is a place to get steroids. And Anderson, Bonds' trainer, is rumored to be the guy to get them from. So what do they do about it? They follow the first rule of Fight Club. Home runs are being hit. Records are being broken. Money is pouring in. Who wants to mess with that? Not the owners, not the players, and not Barry Bonds. By the late 1990s, Victor Conti has been building his business for almost a decade. He has two product lines. He sells a legal nutritional supplement called ZMA that he promotes loudly at every opportunity. He also supplies athletes with illegal performance-enhancing drugs. This he does quietly through word of mouth referrals. He dreams of being a household name, but despite his relentless self-promotion and a couple of big name clients, most people in professional sports still haven't heard of him. But that changes on September 26, 2000 at a news conference in Sydney, Australia. The Olympic games are in progress. Gold medalist and world champion sprinter, Marion Jones is standing by her man.
1: As you all know, this. This has been very difficult the past couple of days for CJ and I. Um, And I am here pretty much to show my complete support for my husband. Aside from him being an athlete and me being an athlete, he's my husband and I'm here to show support for him.
0: Jones' husband, shot putter CJ Hunter, was scheduled to compete in the Olympics, but now he's tested positive for a banned steroid called Nandrolone. As soon as she makes her statement, Jones bolts from the room. The record-setting Sprinter can't get out of there fast enough. Her husband tearfully denies the charges. As many of you know, those of you who know me, any one of you would say I may not be the most agreeable person. You know, I might be downright mean at times. But nobody on the planet can say that I don't love my wife and I don't love my kids. I have never in my life, nor would I ever, do anything jeopardize their opinion of me. Even though his wife's left the room, Hunter's still in good company. Sitting with him is Johnny Cochran. Yes, the Johnny Cochran. He says he's appearing as a friend of the family, and it turns out he's brought along an expert to refute the charges. That we do have at this point strongly indicates that C.J. Hunter was not using the anabolic steroid nandrolone. The reporters in the room are all familiar with Marion Jones and C.J. Hunter. And Johnny Cochran is famous around the world as O.J. Simpson's defense lawyer and his iconic instructions to the jury, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. But there's something here that doesn't fit. This expert, no one knows who he is. The reporters start whispering to each other, how would an iron supplement get contaminated with steroids? um, Everyone needs to be educated regarding the possibility of, of many other athletes that are taking nutritional supplements like a common iron supplement that we have, in fact, found to be positive for nandrolone. The reporters are getting curious. This is a pretty tall tale. And this guy, a nutritionist? They have to check their notes for his name, Victor Conti. Who the hell is Victor Conti? Who the hell is Victor Conti? The world is about to find out. American Scandal is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? I'd like to say I'd take a nap or read a book, but knowing me, I'd probably end up working. Because there's always work to do, right? A lot of us wish we had more time. But time for what? Do you know what's important to you and how to make it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist any time. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com A-S today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, H-E-L-P dot com slash A-S.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: Victor Conti loves the spotlight. He always has. Now the cameras are on him, and he's sharing the stage with Olympic athletes and one of the most famous lawyers in the world. He's a college dropout, a self-taught scientist. Who could have imagined? Well, Victor Conti, that's who. He's always been his biggest fan. Now, Marion Jones owes him. Not that Jones is focused on what she owes to Victor Conti, Back at the hotel, she's focusing on the fact that she's still got two more races to run and a long jump event. And there's no way she's going to let some negative press over her husband and steroids hold her back. Marion felt her destiny when the Olympics came to her hometown of Los Angeles. She saw the female track athletes compete and decided then and there she'd be one of them. She was eight years old. At age 12, she was competing internationally. Five years later, she was the fastest female high school sprinter in America. She was also a star basketball player and attended the University of North Carolina on a basketball scholarship, where she led her team to the national championship. To say Marian Jones is an overachiever is an understatement. At college, she started dating her track coach, a hulking shot putter named C.J. Hunter. He encouraged her ambitions, and by 1996, they were engaged. C.J. guided her career. He got her an agent and endorsement deals. He also introduced her to one of the top coaches in the country, Trevor Graham. Graham was on the Jamaican Olympic team and won a silver medal in Seoul. Now he runs an elite track club in North Carolina where he coaches top athletes. His coaching includes providing them with performance-enhancing drugs. When some of them test positive, Graham's excuses aren't exactly convincing, like insisting an athlete took a hard fall and the jolt released an extra spurt of testosterone. But with Graham coaching her, Jones is soon winning every race she enters. By the time the Olympics are over, she set records in the 100 and 200-meter sprints and won three gold and two bronze medals. The press gives her the title, fastest woman in the world, and she goes on to earn $7 million in endorsement deals. Talent, hard work, and steroids have paid off for Marion Jones. Graham also coaches Tim Montgomery. At five foot ten, he's short for a sprinter, which earns him the nickname Tiny Tim. He comes to Graham with a simple but audacious goal, to be the fastest man in the world. Graham tells him he needs more power and steroids will help. But by the year 2000, he's still not powerful enough. He fails to qualify for the Olympics in the 100 meters. That was supposed to be his best race, the one that would land him on the highest podium with a gold medal around his neck. So he's desperate to up his game. When a fellow athlete tells him about Balco, Tim's intrigued, but he's also cautious. When he finally gets up the courage to call Victor Conti, he has Coach Graham listen in. Conti lays out what he can do for Tim. Not only is he an expert in performance-enhancing drugs, he knows more about making them undetectable than anyone out there. He'll create a customized program that will unlock Tim's natural potential and make him the world champion he's meant to be. Tim is impressed. Conti's a smooth talker and supremely confident. When Conti invites him to come to California for the full Balco treatment, Tim quickly agrees to go. Just minutes after they hang up, Conti's phone rings again. It's Coach Graham. He tells Conti he was listening in on the call, and he liked what he heard. He makes a tantalizing offer. He says tiny Tim Montgomery is a small fish. He's got a bigger client for Conti to work with, Marion Jones. And Conti is thrilled. But Conti is facing a conflict of interest because he is already supplying steroids and other drugs to Marion's main competitor, Christy Gaines. But where most folks see conflict, Conti sees opportunity. He makes a deal with Gaines to give her a cut of the profits he makes selling drugs to Jones. He may lose a little income, but he gets another champion in his stable, and that's what really matters. He's on his way to becoming a household name. For Victor Conti, 1999 is looking to be a very good year. His client list is now a who's who of professional athletes and Olympians. Visions of gold medals dance in his head as he designs a customized doping program for track superstar Marion Jones. Clearly, Conti has gone beyond selling ZMA, his dubious zinc-magnesium supplement. In fact, one of his signature products is an undetectable steroid called The Clear. But where is Conti getting his drugs? His years of study at the Stanford Medical Library have given him an impressive understanding of performance-enhancing drugs. But he's no Walter White. He doesn't have the skills or equipment to cook up a batch in his kitchen. So for that, he turns to Patrick Arnold. Today, the media is fond of referring to Patrick Arnold as a rogue chemist. Like Victor Conti, he's a guy who followed his interests, which led him down a path less traveled, but a lucrative one. Patrick Arnold is best known as the popularizer of androstenedione a.k.a. Andro. After graduating with a chemistry degree, he becomes interested in bodybuilding and the supplements industry. He opens his own lab, where he synthesizes his own compounds. And this is unusual. Most supplements come from China or Europe. It's hard to know what's really in them, and the quality is inconsistent. Arnold makes everything himself, guaranteeing a pure product. He becomes the go-to guy for serious bodybuilders. Like Conti, he scours scientific literature— hoping to find new or old substances that can increase athletic performance. He discovers Andro by studying East German patent documents. The East Germans used it during their infamous doping program in the 70s and 80s. But by now, it's been largely forgotten. Arnold gives Andro a reboot. Andro is actually legal at the time. Though it's banned in the Olympics and the NFL, it's not banned in baseball. That loophole snags Arnold his highest-profile customer, Mark McGuire. McGuire tries to keep his Andro use on the down-low, but when a reporter sees a vial of it in his locker, he grudgingly comes clean. Sales of Andro spike, but fans are angry at the reporter who leaked the story. The commissioner of baseball is shocked, shocked, to learn that a top player is using a substance that would get him banned if he were in the NFL. He takes immediate action by commissioning a study about the health effects of Andro. The fear that Andro might become illegal makes sales skyrocket, which is good for Patrick Arnold. But Arnold's always looking for new and better drugs. He keeps studying, mining old documents. Finally, he strikes gold with a textbook from the 1960s. It contains formulas for steroids that were tested, but never marketed. One in particular looks promising for athletes. It was developed to treat children with growth problems, but early testing revealed it might be toxic, so it was never brought to market. But Arnold begins manufacturing it in his lab. It's called Norbolethone. It's inevitable that Arnold and Conti will cross paths. And equally inevitable that it'll be a clash of egos. They first meet on a message board for bodybuilders. In March of ninety-nine, Conti is in the office late one night, posting, promoting himself, and sparring with the other users on the boards. Someone asks, what the hell ZMA is. Conti replies, a novel zinc and magnesium formulation increases anabolic hormones and strength in athletes. But the users aren't impressed. Die, you piece of shit balco spammer, one types. To the posters on this message board, Victor Conti is that guy, the one who constantly spams, taking every opportunity to hype himself and sell his products. They poke holes in his research and belittle ZMA as a ripoff. But the more they attack him, the more Conti digs in. Keeping the debate raging and making himself the center of attention. Conti types back I have 17 scientific publications to my credit. My clients include the Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos and 25 of the top pro bodybuilders in the world. But when Patrick Arnold joins the debate online, he isn't impressed by Conti. Shut up, he types. You sell a fucking mineral supplement. Conti quips back Dear Patrick, you are full of shit regarding ZMA. The two continue cyber-sparring for months. But suddenly, their messages get nicer. In one, Arnold types, Conti is asking valid questions. Don't reduce this shit to emotions just because you got a pre-established prejudice about the guy. Conti quickly jumps in. I appreciate your honesty and value your feedback and comments, Patrick. It's clear to the regular posters that things have changed. But what they don't know is this. Conti and Arnold have started doing business together. And their most important project will be Marion Jones. Conti is giving his clients a sophisticated cocktail of drugs. He calls one of them the clear because it's undetectable in drug tests. He calls another the cream. Low testosterone levels are an indication of steroid use. Rubbing the cream on an athlete's skin brings the levels back to normal. Then there's modafinil. It was developed to treat narcolepsy, but athletes use it as a powerful stimulant to focus and maintain their edge. It's not just Conti's drugs. It's his ability to subvert drug testing that sets Conti apart from run-of-the-mill steroid dealers. The Olympics have the toughest drug testing program in sports. Athletes are required to submit to tests anywhere, anytime. Officials can show up unannounced at a hotel or the athlete's home, and not just during competition. They can be tested during training too. But Conti is one step ahead. He can use his ICP spectrometer to check his client's blood, urine, and hair for any telltale sign of drug use. But he always double checks by sending samples to an outside lab. Not that the lab could ever detect the clear. It was never marketed, so testers don't even know how to check for it. It's undetectable because it's completely unknown. But it won't stay undetectable forever. When it's finally discovered, it will set off one of the biggest scandals in the history of sports.
1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: By 2000, Conti's schemes to give his athletes performance-enhancing drugs in exchange for promoting ZMA is finally paying off. Balco is making a profit. Athletes wear his T-shirts emblazoned with a big ZMA logo across their superhuman chests. Amateur athletes want the same results, so they buy ZMA, which is a legal supplement. He's even got a study by a professor of nutrition showing that ZMA works. Never mind that he secretly funded the study, and the scientific co-investigator listed on the study is Balco's vice president. Victor Conti is ready for the big time, and there's nothing bigger than the Olympics. The Olympics. Though she will deny it till the bitter end, at the time of the Sydney Olympics in 2000, Marion Jones is a Balco client. While she trains, Conti provides her insulin, human growth hormone, EPO, the cream, and the clear. But he does it under conditions worthy of a spy movie. She doesn't bring the drugs to Sydney herself. Her coach, Trevor Graham, carries them through customs in his bags. He hides the clear inside a container of flaxseed oil. After injecting herself with steroids, Jones flushes the syringes down the toilet. The cloak and dagger is nerve-wracking for her, and the drugs make her normally flawless skin break out in acne, and she covers it up with makeup. She hopes it's all worth it. Two days before the opening ceremonies, Conti overnights a urine sample to Quest Laboratories in San Diego, the same testing facility used by the Olympics. The sample is from Jones, but he puts a fake name on it. It's his standard procedure. Do a preliminary test to make sure his clients will pass the official test. The science and spycraft pay off. Jones wins five medals, including three golds. She passes all the drug tests and is crowned the world's fastest woman. Her celebration is dampened, though, by her husband's positive drug test. But she insists she had no idea he was using banned drugs. In fact, no one was supposed to know. When he tested positive, Olympic officials offered to keep silent if he'd fake an injury and withdraw. He complied, saying he hurt his knee, but someone leaked the test results and he had to come clean. At this point, Balco and Victor Conti aren't on the radar of IRS agent Jeff Nowitzki. That will take another couple of years. But unlike his steroids, Conti's work hasn't gone completely undetected. He has a close call when Colorado authorities investigate his client, Bronco's linebacker Bill Romo-Romanowski, for prescription drug fraud. When she is interviewed, Romo's wife tells the investigators that her husband gets growth hormone from Balco, but for some reason, they don't follow up. In November of 2000, six weeks after the closing of the Olympics, Conti decides to break another record. He's going to create the fastest man in the world. He convenes a steroid summit at Balco. He invites Charlie Francis, the Canadian coach responsible for the steroid scandal at the 88 Olympics, the bodybuilder Milos the Mind Sarsev, who is a very experienced steroid user, and coach Trevor Graham. As they break bread together, Conti invites them to join Project World Record. Their subject will be tiny Tim Montgomery. You really think Tim can break the world record, Victor? Well, you should know. You're his coach. And frankly, that's part of the problem. <laughs> I beg your pardon? You've got him overjuiced. Look, this is the beauty of the collaboration. You focus on the coaching. The rest of us focus on the science. And together, we make history. Really, Victor, you have such a flair for drama. You belong on the stage. I spent plenty of time on stages, Trevor. I know what it's like to have crowds screaming my name. Victor, if nothing else, this lunch is highly amusing. What? I was the bass player for Tower of Power. (laughs) The soul band? You're lying. Nah, man, look it up. You don't need to look it up. Victor Conti really was the bass player for Tower of Power. He was self-taught and very good. He loves to tell the story of his audition for the group. They'd heard nine other bass players, but none of them were right. Then Victor walked in. Midway through his first song, they stopped him and said, we've heard enough, you're our man. But the story isn't true. He got the audition because his cousin was in the band and he was fired a year later when they felt like he was trying to take the band over. For most people, Playing with a legendary band like Tower of Power would be enough, especially for a kid from Fresno with no formal music training. But that wasn't enough for Victor. He had to be the best of the best, like no one they'd ever heard. Call it unbridled ambition, misplaced confidence, or a hole in his soul. The fact is, Victor Conte thinks big. And at the center of all Victor Conti's big ideas is Victor Conti. Now he's come up with his biggest idea ever. Like Victor Frankenstein, Victor Conti is going to make a man. Or rather, he's going to make the fastest man in the world. Conti savors the moment, looking at each man in the eye and asking, are you in? And one by one, they nod. They don't know it yet, but they've just made a devil's bargain. No balls, one strike, nobody out. Ninth inning, a 9-2 giant leap, the 1-1.
1: There it goes! There it goes! Mark McGuire has a co-owner of the home run throne, number 70 for Bonds.
0: For Barry Bonds, steroids are a game changer, literally. Since he started working with Greg Anderson, he's been transformed. He's caught up to Canseco, Sosa, and finally, McGuire. By 2001, he sets the single-season home run record and seems to have a permanent entourage of sports media trailing him to the payoff, a floater to Bonds, and he hits it high, he hits it deep, and it is out here, number 73. <laughs>
1: That's incredible.
0: On the last day of the season, he hits his 73rd home run, shattering McGuire's 1998 record. The Giants treat him like a king, and they pay him a king's ransom. million for five years. If the rest of his teammates don't like it, that's their problem. What's behind Bond's success? The real question isn't what, it's who. And the answer is, of course, Victor Conti. They meet at the end of the 2000 season when Greg Anderson decides to track down this Balco guy he's been hearing so much about. After all, they're down the road from each other. It might make sense to work together. Anderson is committed to helping Bonds break the home run record. And the more he learns about Balco, the more convinced he becomes that Conti holds the key. He has heard athletes refer to the clear as rocket fuel and the magic potion. Maybe Barry Bonds could benefit from a little magic. For Conti, it's a win-win. If Greg Anderson can deliver Barry Bonds, it will be the highest profile client ever. He imagines seeing the greatest baseball player of the modern era in a ZMA cap. A few days later, the three of them meet, If Conti is nervous, he doesn't show it. He holds forth on the science of doping, how his spectrometer detects mineral deficiencies, and the spectacular gains his clients have made. Bonds is impressed. Conti seems like the real deal, and in fact, he is. There are few people who know more about performance enhancing drugs than Conti, not just how they work, but how to keep them from being detected. Conti sells himself as the expert, and Bonds buys it. Conti is elated. Very soon after, Conti writes on an internet message board, Barry is a big fan of ZMA. Conti works with Anderson, and they refine Bond's doping schedule. Anderson personally injects Bond's with human growth hormone. Bond's takes the clear by placing drops under his tongue. Conti puts him on a prescription drug called Clomid that will restore testosterone levels at the end of the steroid cycle. Victor Conti is riding high. He puts big pictures of himself with Bond's in the Balco office. He brags to anyone who will listen about his client roster and his expertise. It looks like the sky's the limit, but he's about to get stabbed in the back, and not with a knife. The weapon of choice would be a syringe. From Wondering, this is episode two of six of Balco for American Scandal. On the next episode... An act of vengeance turns into a race against time as some of the best scientists in the world struggle to catch up to the college dropout from Fresno. Will Victor Conti's bring it on attitude bring him down? If you'd like to learn more about doping and sports and Balco, we recommend the book Game of Shadows Barry Bonds, Balco, and the Steroid Scandal that Rocked Professional Sports by Mark Fainara-Wada and Lance Williams. This episode contains reenactments and dramatized details. And while in most cases we can't know exactly what was said, all our dramatizations are based on historical research. American Scandal is hosted, edited, executive produced, and sound designed by me, Lindsey Graham, for Airship. This episode is written by Steve Chivers. Our consultants are Mark Fainara-Wada and Lance Williams. Executive producers are Stephanie Jens, Marcia Louie, and Hernan Lopez for Wondery.